0: The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Jesus said, In that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. It sounds too good to be true, doesn't it? Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Why does it sound too good to be true? Why does it seem like Jesus must be exaggerating or speaking figuratively? Perhaps it's because you can imagine easily asking for something and not receiving it. Whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. You know that God is not a genie in a bottle. And so it's easy to think that he doesn't really mean what he says here. God's not a genie in a bottle, and so you know that what what and so and you know that instinctively What does a genie say? He says, your wish is my command. A genie has no will of its own. It is completely controlled by your words. It must do what you say. It's more like a vending machine than a person. That's not God, and you know that. You know that God is not a genie in a bottle or a vending machine. So why would Jesus say that whatever you ask of his Father in his name, he will give it to you? It can't be true, can it? And if it's not true, doesn't this whole thing just become one big joke? Prayer is one of the things that atheists love to attack most. To the atheist, prayer is completely wasted breath, empty hope. And statements like this from Jesus just go to show how unreliable the Bible is, how unreasonable religion is, because it simply cannot be true. We ask for things all the time And do not receive them. But then again, Jesus and God, his Father, are not genies. They're not a vending machine. God is a person, and our our relationship with him is real. And so that should be our starting place for understanding what Jesus means. So try this instead. Think about the relationship between a child and his father. A son asks for things all the time. Can we go fishing today? Can I have a glass of milk? Can you read this book to me? Can you help me build a spaceship? Now, a son could ask for anything. And sometimes it seems like he does. But we should be a bit more precise about this because there are some different categories of things he might ask for. Take, for instance, asking for a glass of milk. Every time he asks for a glass of milk at dinner, he gets one. And so he always asks confidently. He knows what the answer will be. He's sure that he will receive what he's asked for, that his father wants to give him, that his father is glad when he asks. But some requests are different. Sometimes when he asks if we can go fishing, the answer is no. But that doesn't keep him from asking, because sometimes the answer is yes, and so he asks hopefully. He's disappointed and doesn't understand why the answer is sometimes no, but if his father is trustworthy and their relationship is undergirded by love, then the son accepts the answer, even if it's a no. It doesn't keep him from asking again or from asking for anything else. Now, when the son asks for help building a spaceship, he learns something about his father. He learns that there are some things his father cannot do. He cannot launch you into space. He cannot build a robot. He can't guarantee that you'll catch fish when you go fishing. As the son learns those things, eventually he stops asking for them. He discovers the limits of his father's power. He stops asking for things that his father cannot give him. There are also some things that his father could give him, but the son will never ask for. He knows that his father won't give them to him because he knows the will of his father. He knows that his father won't give him wicked or dangerous or destructive things. He knows that his father won't give him permission to do something sinful or harmful or godless, and so he never asks. And in not asking, his will is shaped by his father's will. As the son grows, he learns to love the things his father loves and to hate the things his father hates. That may be good or bad for a son with a human father. Human fathers are imperfect. They don't always love what is good and hate what is evil. And so to be shaped by his father's will could be good or bad depending on the father. In any case, I want you to see how a son asks in all these different ways, these four different ways. He could, of course, ask for anything. He has his father's ear. But here's what he does. He asks confidently for the things he knows his father will give him. He asks, hopefully, for the things he's not sure of. And he doesn't ask at all for things he knows his father cannot give him. And he doesn't ask at all for things he knows his Father will not give him." And that is exactly what Jesus is describing in our Gospel today. That is the kind of relationship that we have with our Heavenly Father. He is not a genie or a vending machine. He's a person whom we may ask for anything. And since it's a relationship, it's not mechanical. It's not a transaction. It's not like putting in dollars and cents into the machine and pressing the right buttons. Instead, it is a matter of knowing the Father, knowing his will, knowing his love, and trusting him. Here's how that looks for us in prayer. Like the glass of milk that the Son asks for in confidence, there are some things that God has promised for which we can ask with complete certainty. Here's how Jesus put it. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Isn't that an amazing thing? God has promised his Holy Spirit. We heard about it last week. Jesus said, It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go away, I will send him to you. God has promised to give the Holy Spirit to his children. And so when we ask for his Spirit, he always gives it. Now what's the point of that, you might wonder? Well, let's just start with the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. What a wondrous thing that God has promised to give us the source of all those gifts. What a wondrous thing that the virtues that we lack in the flesh, God is willing to give to us whenever we ask because he is willing to give us his very own spirit. And so we should ask confidently. For the one who asks confidently trusts that god will deliver what he has promised here's how james put it if any of you lacks wisdom let him ask god who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him but let him ask in faith with no doubting for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind if you doubt that god will give you the things he has promised to give you then you show that you have no trust, that there's no relationship there, that you're like Adam and Eve in the garden who were suspicious of God and did not expect good things from Him. God acts towards us as we expect Him to. And so the one who doubts, in fact, has no reason to expect any good thing from God. For the gifts that God gives are received by faith, trusting His promises. Like the son who asks confidently for a glass of milk, so too we can and should confidently ask God for all the things he's promised us and which we so desperately need. That's another important thing to observe about prayer. Why don't we pray for the things God has promised us? Why don't we pray for them constantly except that we think we do not need them? Let us repent and take to heart the gifts that God has promised to give us, his Holy Spirit, wisdom, forgiveness, life and salvation, a new life in Christ, a new heart, a clean heart, the will to follow his law and to walk according to God's will. Let us pray constantly for those things. There are many things also that we would like, that we think would be good, but God has not promised them. Like the son who asks if we can go fishing, there are many things for which we have no promise, and so we ask hopefully. Health, stability, safety, freedom, happiness, comfort. God has promised none of those things, and yet they may be very good things, and so we should ask for them. But knowing that God has not promised them and that they may in fact not be good for us, We pray for them in Christ by concluding, thy will be done and not mine. That's what it means to pray in Jesus' name. Jesus himself prayed that way in the Garden of Gethsemane, asking that he be spared from the suffering and agony of God's wrath. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done, he said. And he was not disappointed, and he did not feel like his prayer had not been answered or that God had not given him what he asked for, even as he went to the cross and suffered and died and breathed his last. Because Jesus understood that his heavenly Father is completely trustworthy and only gives good things to his children. The one who asks, hopefully, the one who asks in Christ, in Jesus' name, is never disappointed. For your heavenly Father knows how to give good gifts, What son would be disappointed when he asks for something and he does not receive it because his father has given him something better? What Christian would feel as though God didn't keep his word when he asks for something and God does not grant it? Much rather, the Christian thanks God that his will has been done and not mine. So far we've seen how in Christ to ask God confidently and hopefully for things he has promised and for things he has not promised. But remember, there are some things that a son will not ask for because his father cannot give them. No, I cannot help you build a spaceship. Human fathers are sinful and imperfect, and that's one way they're very different from God. But here's another point of stark contrast. For there is nothing that God cannot do. There is no request too great, no need too large that he cannot handle it. Indeed, the proof is on the cross where he did what seemed to be outright impossible. In human flesh, he died, bearing the sins of the world. If God is capable of that, there is nothing our Heavenly Father cannot do. And so we must not hesitate to ask out of fear that he cannot do it. Think about what that means. There is no sickness too grievous, no heart too hard, no relationship too broken, no despair too deep, no sin too wicked for God. Indeed, it is precisely at those moments when reason and our flesh see only impossibility that faith clings to the words of Jesus. All things are possible for the one who believes. And so faith prays sure that God can do anything. But what about things that God will not do, things that God will not give? Naturally, there is a whole world of things that the one in Christ, you Christians, will never ask for because they are evil. Of course you could, but like the son who knows the will of his father, you won't. Because as a Christian, you are learning to love what your father loves and to hate what your father hates. And so it is no lie or exaggeration when Jesus says, anything you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. How could you ask something in the name of Jesus that was evil? Of course God would not grant it for the sake of your petition, because you have taken the Lord's name in vain. You have used his name to the opposite end, of that for which it is meant, to curse instead of to bless, to do evil instead of to do good. And like the one who doubts, the one who misuses God's name can expect no good thing from God. But you who are in Christ, you who have heard his promises and seen the Father's will in Jesus' death and resurrection, and trust that he loves you and will hear your prayers, for you it is 100% completely, absolutely true. Whatever you ask of the Father in Jesus' name, He will give it to you. It's not too good to be true. The whole Bible is the story of just how true it is that you have a Heavenly Father who wants you to ask Him as dear children ask their dear Father and has sacrificed His own Son in order to have you as children by adoption through His Spirit. So do not hesitate. Be bold and confident, hopeful and humble, in your prayer. Practice. Exercise yourself in prayer. Form habits of prayer and pray without ceasing. Whenever you see need, pray. Whenever you feel compassion, pray. Whenever you receive good things, pray. Pray for those who cannot pray. Pray for those who do not have access to the Father by faith. Pray for those who do not know what they should pray for. Pray without ceasing. Ask. And you will receive, that your joy may be full. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.